and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a bi-weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, and podcaster. Last week, I heard some pretty terrible writing advice on TikTok. I know, right? This video encouraged writers to forego said and embellish with punchier verbs like retorted, expounded, wept, etc. Now, Elmore Leonard's 10 Rules of Writing hangs above my desk, mere inches from the top of my screen. Rule number three, never use a verb other than said to carry dialogue. I'm not in the all or nothing camp. I think sometimes it's okay to use a verb other than said in an end tag, but I think it should be done sparingly. Most often we should be using actions to indicate how a character is saying their dialogue, but now and then a simple verb may be used. In other words, sometimes asked is necessary, but never shouted, especially if you've used an exclamation mark. Just stop doing that. It's redundant. (laughs) One thing I 100% agree with Leonard on is rule four. Never use an adverb to modify said. I know best-selling authors do it, but this is an instance where you should seriously avoid following their lead. It's amateurish and lazy to let an adverb do what the actions of your characters should be doing. No surprise here, but that bad TikTok writing advice I mentioned came with a list featuring scores of adverbs. I know Stephen King's It is riddled with adverbs and dialogue tags. Trust me, I tried to read it. But even he added in his 2000 memoir slash craft book that we should avoid adverbs. What's the quote again? Oh, yes. While to write adverbs is human, to use he said or she said is divine. We'll talk more about adverbs and end tags in a couple of weeks, but I want to go on the record and say he is right. (laughs) So what is the main use for end tags? Well, to let the reader know who's speaking, right? Yes, I am right. The question was rhetorical. (laughs) Some writers do this masterfully, using end tags sparingly, but at the right moment that keeps the reader in the conversation without them pausing to say, wait a minute, who said that? There is an author whose work I love, but they don't use enough end tags sometimes. In both their books, I've found myself, at some point, taken out of the story to try to figure out who is speaking. That's a case where the author is using end tags far too sparingly. Most often I find myself shrugging and moving on, never really knowing who was speaking, but not knowing gnaws at me. I find this most often in writers who are trying to stay in deep point of view, They want the reader completely and totally immersed in a story. Problem is, if I don't know which character is speaking, I'm no longer immersed in the story. Instead, I'm going back to try to follow the line of dialogue and figure out who's saying what. It leaves me as a frustrated reader. This is exactly why, as writers, we should make a concerted effort to learn as much about end tags and how to use them as possible. Yes, in the 80s and 90s, it was all the rage to pretty up the end tag with other verbs and adverbs, but that's when everyone was still writing in third-person omniscient, and we hadn't quite learned that a limited perspective is favored above a know-it-all one. It gets us closer to the character, lets us feel what they're feeling, and experience what they're experiencing without some ever-present entity telling us what's happening. Speaking of telling, the use of verbs in end tags is a big signal that you're telling instead of showing in your narrative. While some telling is necessary, as we've discussed before in this podcast, when our characters are in conversation, the last thing we should be doing is telling our readers how they should be hearing the characters speak. This is where action or beats are so important. 
when in conversation, we're not simply sitting stiff and unmoving. So our characters shouldn't be either. There should be movement even in your conversations, just like in real life. For example, You don't know what you're talking about, Sally exclaimed. Isn't nearly as effective as Sally paced back and forth, hands flying through the air, shooting her energy out into the room like bolts of lightning. If only they were. Oh, the havoc she could wreak. She was caught, and there was little she could do to deny it now. Turning, she looked at him through eyes that pulsed in time with her rapidly beating heart. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, it needs some work. But first drafts are supposed to be bad, right? Even though it's a subpar example, it's still evident why action is preferred over an end tag. An end tag simply tells us how Sally said this dialogue. In the first example, we only know that she exclaimed because the writer told us Sally exclaimed. However, we don't know how she's feeling, what's going through her mind, etc. But in the second example, we know that she's agitated because she's pacing back and forth. Her hands are flailing about. We also know that she's angry because she's wishing that she could wreak havoc with actual lightning bolts. We don't lose the exclamation point because she needs it there to get that energy out. But we've used her actions to completely eliminate the end tag. I talk about beats actions in episode 24. You're going to find the link in the description below. But you can definitely see from these two examples why it may be preferred and why I totally prefer to use actions and beats over end tags. And this is something that is still pretty new to me. In 2014, I was still using end tags quite a bit and I hadn't really even thought about using actions until I learned more about how to write in the limited perspective. And of course, my critique partner helped a lot as well. So that in 2014 is when I really started to learn how to eliminate the end tags and use actions to show what was happening in a conversation and to show how a character was feeling. So the one thing you have to remember when you listen to my podcast and when you listen to other people's podcasts, when you read craft books, when you read articles, you have to remember that writing and the the craft of writing is subjective. So what works for me may not work for you. However, in these instances, when we're talking about eliminating end tags, this is something that's being done across the board. This is something that sometimes rules are just guidelines, but sometimes rules are important to keep your writing current and to keep you relevant in the writing community. So when we, when I say eliminate end tags, I'm not the only one saying this. There are plenty of other writers who have far more experience than I do and who are best-selling authors and internationally best-selling authors who are also telling you eliminate end tags because as we get, as we try to get more into our characters' perspectives and try to pull the readers in more and more with our narratives, while he said or she said works often and while most of the time we don't even really think about it as we're reading. We still need those actions. So if you have the action and it allows you to eliminate the end tag, why wouldn't you? That's my, that's my little soapbox. (laughs) That's my little soapbox on the matter, I guess. Just remember, you have to develop your own rules for writing as you learn. 
just as I have, just as Elmore Leonard did, just as Stephen King has, just as Ursula Le Guin did, as Margaret Atwood has, Neil Gaiman, Chuck Palahniuk, all of the greats. They have, they have made their own rules through their own experiences, and you have to do that as well. But you also have to be cognizant of the rules that are out there and which ones are really important to keep in mind as you're writing. Now, because I think we should all develop our own rules for writing, here are the rules I follow when it comes to end tags. These are rules that I have developed for my own writing. They're variants of other writers' rules, which you will find as you develop your own rules is not uncommon. <laughs> Rule number one, don't use an end tag if an action will work better. This is the primary rule in my writing process when it comes to end tags. When going back through my drafts, I pay special attention to sections of dialogue to see if I could have used action to convey how something was being said or who was saying it. Using actions or beats keeps a scene active and keeps the pace moving forward. Rule number two, use end tags at the beginning of a conversation. This signals to the reader who is in the conversation and who is speaking. The reader will find their rhythm from there and be able to follow along, thus allowing you to avoid overusing end tags. Three, use them midway if a conversation is long. This will help the reader keep their place in the conversation. Sometimes if dialogue between two characters goes on for too long, the reader may forget who's speaking when. An end tag, but preferably an action, midway through the conversation will help the reader keep their place. And number four, never ever use adverbs. In my older writing, you will see adverbs galore in my end tags. That's because the writers I was reading when I began writing were from that school of writers who believed that adverbs jazzed up your end tags. Truth is, they don't. Nowadays, they just make you look lazy. I'm not putting these writers down. I loved their work at one time. But like everything else, I evolved and changed with the times. Most of them have as well. The same things that were popular 10, 20, and 30 years ago in writing are not popular now. And when you continue to use them, your writing appears dated and you look like a writer unwilling to learn new things. What's rule number one of being a writer? You will never know everything there is to know about writing. Why? Because writing is an ever evolving organism. It shifts and changes with the times. We should do so as well. So when should we use in tags? The simple answer is when they're needed. This is something you will learn over time and through reading and being critiqued. The thing to remember is that we're not perfect. What you write today will probably make you cringe five or 10 years from now because you will be a different writer then. Look for your cues. If you read your dialogue out loud and you begin to register the he saids and she saids, then you've used too many. If you read the dialogue out loud and you lose who's talking, you haven't used enough. If you have other verbs other than said or asked, pay attention to those passages and see if you can add an action or beat that will eliminate the end tag. Usually if you're using verbs outside of said or asked, you're telling and that should almost always be eliminated. As always, I've included several articles in the description of this episode that will be a great starting place in your journey to learn how to use dialogue tags effectively. That's it for this week. If you liked this episode, please give me a like or subscribe or, or whatever it is that the platform you're using says. Share me with your friends and on social media. If you want to know what I'm doing between shows, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, though I don't post there as often, at Sabie Eller. And you can find this podcast on Twitter at WritingThingPod 
and on Instagram at about this writing thing. About this writing thing is also on TikTok, but I haven't really started posting yet. <laughs> Next time I'll be talking about end tags and adverbs. I think you can probably get a picture of what that conversation is going to be like, but I hope you'll join me anyway. Until then, take care and keep writing.